Hi, my name is Mark Ackroyd, Head of Advice Delivery, Strategy and Innovation for Lumiant. Welcome to Lumiant Live, the podcast for advice professionals that believe in a values-based advice experience, but still have that question, how does it all work? The Lumiant Live podcast connects listeners with our other advice professionals to hear best practice client stories or business examples and lifts the lid on how they made it happen. To that end, today, I'm joined by James Wortley, Director at Enlightened Financial Solutions in Mackay. G'day, James. Hi, Mark. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks inviting for joining me. us, mate. Uh, good to have you here. Now, for, for those of you that don't know James, um, you've probably been living under a rock, but um, here's a little bit about EFS and, and James's team, just to help you identify where James is, uh, is coming from. So... The team at EFS uh, typically deal with high income and net wealth uh, pre-retirees and retirees. Their average investable assets are between $500,000 to $1 million. The team itself consists of six advisors and six support staff, uh, and they manage 393 contracted clients who, on average, pay a fee of around $7,500. So a really impressive practice and one of our industry thought leaders. Um, today, James, you, you're joining us because you've brought in a, a bit of a client case study for us to unpack to see how you bring values-based advice to life at EFS. So um, tell us a bit about your clients. Okay. So I'll, so I'll be moving and watching another screen, so if I'm not looking directly in the camera, um, <laughs> I apologise for that. But uh, yeah, this one was an interesting one because it's one of my clients that I've been dealing for well over 10 years. And, uh, and they had a business. They actually sold the business and then moved to a different uh, town and, and now starting retirement. But obviously with that big transition, when you're actually going from business, pe business person where you know absolutely everyone in town, you relocate and then you're actually now talking to, oh, well, trying to meet new people, uh, but just starting pretty well a second life again. And then sort of the other part for that is, okay, what's important to you? And this is probably where the values conversation was absolutely brilliant. Uh, and I'll be able to talk you through some of the cards that these guys actually picked. And, and it's really interesting because when, when I talk to clients, I don't have any preconception of where they're going to go or what they're thinking about. Uh, so, and I think that's probably a real big tip for anyone that does values-based advice is, um, yeah, just be led by the conversation. So with this one here, uh, especially for the business owner, uh, that first card was actually become more active and healthy. So the one thing that we did was had a good conversation about, okay, why, why is that important to you? And what we found is that the, the father actually passed away early. So he was sort of late 60s and mother uh, passed away early 70s. So, so that was a big thing for him in making sure that he's healthy, that he's going to be around for his four daughters. Uh, so again, big family. Uh, they, they're very close-knit family. Um, so something that's really important to them, but um, becoming more active and healthy. So, so what we sp spoke about was, okay, what's, what's really important to you and, and what do you want to be able to uh, progress this value? Uh, so the big thing for him was he loves surfing. So now he's relocated to the beach. So surfing, uh, he's fair skin like me as well. So I got to be very careful that, that son. Um, but, uh, but the, again, with surfing, is you need to make sure you've got core body strength. So uh, yoga was one thing that he wanted to be able to take up that just has always wanted to do it, but just never done it. Um, also, uh, casual drinking has always been uh, something that always enjoyed. And, uh, and, and the 
obviously from a health point of view, you're going, okay, look, this probably, uh, especially once retired, you can have a casual drink and then become, yeah, yeah, drink a few more. So, so one of his goals was, okay, just to reduce that consumption of alcohol and, uh, and continue to be healthy. Uh, so golf was actually a big thing. He's always done casual golf, but, uh, but the one thing, and, and this is especially for those business people that, that know a lot of people in town is um, they miss that business connection. It's huge. I'm a Rotarian as well. And I see that uh, for, for people that actually retire and actually um, join a Rotary club is that's the one thing that actually really misses uh, that what's going on in the business community, what's happening, because they get out of the loop. So, so one of those things for him as a professional person is making sure that you still got that networking ability to be able to talk, uh, to, talk to people and meet new people as well. Uh, so in this case here, yeah so, yeah, so golf. So again, he hasn't actually done it yet. That's, um, this is where the accountabilities are starting to come into it. Uh, we're actually talking to him now about, okay, look, we're talking about the different types of clubs and big costs for some different clubs. But we're saying, okay, if that's really important to you, then you should do that. So, so, that, so we unpacked a lot there. The second one, and this is probably the more interesting one that I think, was there was a card called Live in a Better Place. So if you think about Live in a Better Place, uh, to me, my first thoughts are, okay, yeah, I want to live on the beach as well, uh, beautiful sand. But his live in a better place was actually mentally. So this was the connection with, again, a business owner starting from scratch in retirement, going, wait up, I've got all this time now. What am I going to do with my life? Uh, again, for his family, the kids have now gone through university. They now moved to different places or places, so they can't just come over for, for tea each night. Uh, so now he's actually going, okay, right, what am I? And, and I should say very successful business person as well. Um, so, so money's never really been an issue. Uh, but when we're talking about living a better place, uh, it was for him mentally is um, uh, that, that retirement feeling that, that uh, okay, what do I really want to be able to get out of the next 20, 30 years of my life? And again, a lot of it still comes back to its family. Um, but one of the things that we uncovered was uh, a meditation course. He wanted to make sure that he can actually learn meditation. So uh, again, as a business owner, Mark, uh, I'm very similar as well. My brain just ticks over and and. Uh, I always talk about epiphanies with my staff. They love the word epiphanies. They go, oh, no, not again. Um, so, but that's what they do is their brain is just so stimulated about, okay, what's, what's some good ideas? How can I, how can I um, benefit my business? How can I increase business? And what other things can I do? Uh, but, uh, yeah, so meditation was one of those good things for him. Uh, the other thing, his family was really important. They wanted to make sure that they actually funded a family holiday each year where they can actually bring uh, their kids and also their partners and actually have a really decent uh, allocation of funds to be able to do that. Uh, so that was, um, that was something really important. But I, I think live in a better place. That was a really interesting one for me is um, yeah, it's not just physically, but it's also can be mentally as well. Let's unpack those because um, in, you know, three or four minutes, you've, you've uncovered so much or, or you've told us about so much about this client. And you've mentioned cards. So for those that haven't um, looked at a Lumiant experience or, or aren't familiar with that term. There's a, a deck of cards that you can sort of play with your clients where you, they, they typify values linked to eight dimensions of well-being, and, and they sort of act as conversation starters. T take me back to when you first introduced those cards to, to this client. So he's a client of yours. Uh, he's going through this massive transition. 
Um, how did you introduce those cards? Because that would have been a, a pretty different experience or a new experience. Yeah, it was. And, and the good thing for us is we sent a video out to all our clients. So they, they were, every single client's prepared over the next 12 months, we'll be going through uh, this values conversation. So, so it was pretty good. And again, for this particular client, they are very open to conversations because again, the way that you can actually be a better person and better business owner is with coaching. So, and so they're used to a lot of that. And especially when it comes back to cards, but, and this is probably the difference I see between goals-based advice and values-based advice. It's pretty critical in that with goals-based advice, the advisor leads the client to where uh, the conversations is. But in this case here with values-based advice, the clients are leading the conversation. And it's fantastic because they open up the opportunity to be able to have a conversation about it because they've, they've chosen those five given values uh, or those cards that are really important to them in their life today. So, so it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I love that. So the difference here is goals-based and advisors articulate, well, tell me more about that. Tell me more about that goal. Let's try and put a, a nice little cardboard box around it because that'll that'll help me with my modelling, my compliance needs, but also tick the lifestyle box. But values-based, you're a little bit more open-ended and, and done well by the sounds of things, James, um, can prompt the client to give you some really interesting and insightful thoughts like live in the better place means to me mentally, not necessarily physically when you were in that conversation because that's typically not a conversation that many advisors would have right you know we're, we're trying to figure out how much uh you need to learn to retire on what does retirement look like for you and and what do we need to do to structure up a plan to help you with that to have a conversation around what what does living in a better place mentally look like must have been really challenging how did you how did you get into that and what sort of conversation did you have? What questions did you ask? How did you unpack that? Yeah, yeah so to, for me, is always um, tell me why that's important to you. And a bit a bit repetitive, you know how you talk about the sort of three or even five whys. And, and that's where, that, and that's probably an interesting uh, concept in itself is that I think for a lot of advisors, they might get two or three times where they say, tell me more, tell me more. But the gold is in the fourth and the fifth time where you're actually really narrowing down on it. And that's where I find I get the best gold from our clients, where it's really their deep thoughts, where a lot of this hasn't even been communicated to their spouse. This is just stuff that they've, they've thought about. Um, but then as we start to say, okay, why? Tell me more. And then as you're uncovering that, uh, and again, it's, it's an easy process. It's just, um, yeah, to me, tell me more. Oh, why, why is that? And the client just continues to lead you down that path. Uh, where you're actually saying, okay, right, that's important to you. And, and probably where it comes back to, again, when we're talking about values is really important, but also we still need to be able to link some goals. And, uh, and that's the interesting part for us is we, with Lumion, we can just click on a quick goal, just have something comes up. We can continue with the conversation, but we can quickly just add something in there and go, yes, this is really important. We don't, yeah, we park it. So we're going to come back to it and then continue on we're actually having that really important conversation because this is what it's all about, is values conversation. What's really important to their clients, how they live their best life. And that's, again, we're not talking about investments. We're not talking about markets, return stuff there that we really can't um, manage in any, in any way. Uh, or we don't have any control over uh, is probably more the better, better words. But uh, yeah, so it's, um, yeah, this is how, how do clients live their best life? And, and I want to throw this non-CFO spouse in because that, I think that's a critical part. Uh, uh, again, Lumi, it's all built around the non-CFO spouse because the non-CFO spouse, 
they're the ones that don't really care about numbers, investments, performance, but what they care about is their family and, and values, what's really important to them. And, uh, and just on this one, just for the, for the partner side, just to be able to throw some of their cards in, uh, was one was master new skills and knowledge. So again, what are you thinking about that? So for them, they looked after the kids for 20, 25 years through university and schooling, and now they've got all this time because the kids are gone. What do you want to be able to get out? And for, for her, she wanted to make sure that she could learn new things. So, so things like weaving classes, propagating plants, um, just you go, wow, where did this come from? And then we started to build into, okay, help others live a more purposeful life. She wanted to make sure that she could teach her girls everything that she's known about, uh, about financial matters as well, but also wanted to make sure that they're community orientated in their lives. So, okay, look, these are things that you guys should be doing as well. They've all moved to different parts, Sydney and uh, Cairns and a few other areas. So, um, so they're going, okay, look, this is my values and what's really important to me, but I also want to be able to pass that off to my kids. So straight away, it just opens up so many different conversations that you can go in. How did you find the conversation between um, the the partners there? So, we'll, you know, in Lumion terms, we'll call it the CFO spouse and the non-CFO spouse, but your two clients, when they were unpacking each of their values, um, how did you find them react to each other's descriptions? Yeah, it, again, again, pretty open relationship with those guys. So, But there were still things there that the other ones, so you could sort of see just, you know, you sort of pop back a little bit and go, oh, that's interesting. I haven't heard that before. Uh, like land, land care was something that they've they've talked about um, mutually together uh, to be able to do that. But uh, yeah, bought, they're looking to buy a four wheel drive back then. So that again, a goal: four wheel drive. Want to purchase that, and now want to join a four wheel drive club. So again, they're more goals that we're actually starting to build. And uh, and I suppose that as we're as we're building all these, or more the summary of it is, we've got still built out there where they want to actually help the kids. Um, purchase their first house. So they're actually going to give them capital each. They're actually already helped two and they've got the other two to be able to help out in the next five years. So straight away, there's some strategic financial advice goals that come into that. Um, but the conversation was where we had probably four or five different, what I call financial advice goals. How much money do you need in, retire, uh, in your retirement? Do you want to keep your capital drawn down or what does that actually look like? Do you want to keep it growing? How much? Do you, if you've got 10 million now, do you want to grow it to 20 million? Uh, so you're having all these financial um, goals that we that we usually go in. We talk about diversification, everything else uh, that goes with that. But now flip that over. After a values conversation, I've got now more life goals than I do financial advice goals. They seem to still have financial connotations. You know, I heard you speaking about meditation courses, still got to afford that. You know, uh, the golf, uh, you, were, you were assessing different golf clubs. Like that's, that's a cool um, a conversation to have. You know, typically we're, we're modelling uh, which car or which house, but which golf club would be a fun conversation to have. Like how, how are you finding those conversations? Yeah, and that, that, but you probably hit the nail on the head there, Mark, because when you got, especially for business people, where, when, especially when they've had actually had a good profitable business, they they're not very good budgeters they know they know how to run a business and they know it's profitable but they probably haven't really got a good understanding with where their money goes and what they're actually spending especially when you're in retirement because generally our, our goal is okay what are the things that you need to be able to do from a capital expenses point of view so with these guys here they're building a house so there's a lot of capital expenses furniture relocation uh, there's a lot of things actually happen the dynamics of that but coming back to cash flow 
is they really don't know what that cash flow is. So they're actually talking about, oh, can I afford to be able to play golf at this particular place? So, okay, so this is where it comes back to even high net wealth uh, clients or net, net worth clients, that budgeting is still a critical part of financial advice. And I think, I think a lot of financial advisors actually miss that. It's, um, they, they still get caught up. Where do you think that comes from, that almost need for permission, right, to, to go, yeah, mate, you've got all the money you'll ever need. Of course you can play golf there or, yeah, go and, go and pay for yoga or go and propagate a million plants. Like where, where do you think that, that need comes from to validate that with, with you as an advisor? Yeah, for you, you still got to look at when you're in business is when you're actually going to go and spend a capital amount of money, you got to say, what are the reasons why we're actually going to do that? So they're still bringing that on in their own personal life to say, okay, what are the reasons why I should be spending this amount of money? So they're still looking at that business mind and bring it over into their retirement as well. Uh, so it's uh, it's a conversation piece, but sometimes we've got to show them that they can afford it. And then depending on how much money they're actually drawing, drawing down in retirement, this is what's happening with your capital. Are you okay with that? Guess what? You're actually, you may not get to 20 million from 10, but you might be at 15. Is that okay if that means you're doing all the things that you want to be able to do in your life to live your best life? So to be able to do the meditation courses, go on holidays, give money to the kids to be able to do their houses, that's what's really important to them and what they value. Uh, whereas sometimes the capital amount of money in the end that the kids are eventually going to inherit is not as important because they want to see them use that today and benefit from that. So, so there's interesting dynamics with every client that you actually see, but especially this one. And James, you know, if I can think about summarising and summing up this, this story, you know, we started with playing the cards, um, unpacking all of that, the difference between having a goals-led conversation to the client leading a values-led conversation, leading to conversations around yoga, which club's important to you, how do we get you that networking personal uh, experience back, um, for the non-CFO spouse, engaging her around how does, how does she take all the things that she's learned around financial education, pass that on to her children, also pass on some, some, uh, some money to get their first house, but also facilitate her hobbies. You know, if, if you summed all of that up, like, what do you think the impact to, to your experience as an advisor is of having that conversation? Like, how does that make you feel? Oh, it feels great because it's all about a trust. That's the one thing that we do really well as financial advisors, actually. We build trust really well with our clients. But, but we're now taking this to another level because the things that we're actually talking to them about values and what's really important to them are probably conversations that they've never had only to their spouse. So they're sharing that with us. So, so that's really powerful in its own right that they're sharing stuff that's really important to them. But then also we've got the trust there that we're actually, we're building a really fantastic relationship and it builds loyalty, doesn't it? Because yeah, if, if they go to another financial advisor and they said, oh, okay, look, this is what, uh, this is what my financial advisor is doing for me. And the other advisor is going, oh yeah, but I've got this investment or you can do something here. And it's, um, it's just completely different. Uh, it's a completely different relationship. So, and that's, that's what it's about. We're, we, we only got one chance in life, haven't we? And, and the best way we can live our best lives is, is still to be able to have some support, but, but having your coach there as well. And I think that's, that's this big middle ground that we're actually getting into with, uh, and if it's not just financial advice here, we've got accountants there that eventually tax uh, is going to start to make it a little bit more simpler as well. 
that this coaching of clients and, and delivering this best life, uh, it's a huge opportunity to be able to get in. And probably the other thing I want to throw that into also client value proposition. It's, it's our core of client value propositions, what we talk to our clients. And when we're talking to solicitors and other professionals as well, that's what we do well. This is why we do what we do. It's really important to us to, to make sure that we can see our clients live their best lives. Um, so that it just makes us different. Um, so, but from a client value proposition point of view is when you talk to other advice businesses where, okay, look, we've, we do your investment. We do, so we make sure you try not to run out of money. So, so it's, um, to me, we do, a, we, there's a lot more value with the client value proposition where she offering our clients compared to the standard financial advice business. Oh, and you can see that, um, with a, with every Lumia Live uh, podcast episode, we, we like to end with uh, one question, which is consistent, which is, James, if you were offering a, a tip or a piece of advice to your industry peers who are maybe considering integrating values-based advice into their end-to-end -end client experience, what, what would that tip be? Uh, I can do, do it really simply and just say, just do it. It's, you, you would you, seriously, you would never look back providing values-based advice. There's no negative issues. Uh, again, we, you just learn so much. I mean, so many different experiences that you actually have with your clients. But uh, so it's, there's, there's all benefits. But what it does, it just making sure that uh, we're here to make sure that we provide the clients uh, advice in their best interest. So if we know more about those clients, just compliance just takes care of itself. It's, so it's simple, just do it. What a great note to end on. I think um, there's a ton of best practice tips in there. You know, I heard things like when you introduce it, sending out a video to your client base so that they know that you're about to embark on this values-based experience, getting into the values cards and letting a client lead that discussion with your questioning being around, tell me more about why that's important. Tell me more about that's why, why that's important. Helping them craft goals aligned to their values so that they can see when they pick things like live in a better place mentally that that might mean paying for meditation and lastly just the 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 will and the guts as a as an advice practice to to get on with it and uh, and submit yourself to those conversations and, and learn more about your clients um thank you james a really valuable episode and uh and thanks as always for your support thanks mark